Hi, this is the Havila Cunnington podcast, and this is Havila Cunnington. I'm really excited that you're joining me today, and today is going to be a little different. We're going to talk about traveling with toddlers. Now, I know some of you are thinking, I don't have toddlers, uh, but maybe this will give you some grace when you see people that are traveling with children, or maybe you have a spouse that needs to be cared for in this way, and I'll help you. Uh, to do that. So today I want to give you some practical advice on how to travel with toddlers. Now, I know it's funny. I remember this moment many years ago when we had our two littlest. Now remember, our first boys are 17 months apart. So they are almost like twins and they're little. They're both in diapers. We have the stroller. We have the car seat. We have the diaper bag. We have like 18 packs of wipes. I have the Benadryl in one you know, area. I have, I've got it all. And I'm locked and loaded to go to travel. And we had been, we had been doing this for a little bit. But I remember this person coming up to me as I was prepping to get on the plane. And she looked at me and she said, oh, are you, are you traveling to Florida? And I said, yeah. I, she sounded excited. And I said, yes, I'm traveling. And she said, so what seats are you in? And so I remember saying, you know, I don't know, 12 C and B. And, and she said, oh, thank you. And she walked right in front of me up to the counter And she said, can I please have my seat moved? And I was so shocked at her audacity to to go up to somebody in front of of everybody, ask them where they were seated, and walk up without any shame and ask for a seat change. Now, I know logically that makes sense, but as a mom who's about to power through her way on a five-hour flight, that was the last thing I expected. And I felt a little ashamed. I felt a little embarrassed that I was the person that was making this, this woman move her seat. Now, I know that that's not true. And even, even in a boundary sense, I can't make anybody be overwhelmed and I can't, I can't control how she felt about it, but it was humiliating. And so I began to realize that traveling with toddlers was not a great thing for other people. And I needed to, to navigate that well, uh, not just for myself, but for the kids. Because when you get anxious, your kids get anxious. They pick up on it. They know when you hate your life, guess what? They're looking at you thinking, I know my mom hates her life. How can I either ignore it and go crazy or how can I help mom? And they start to get anxious whether they know it or not. So the first thing you want to do when you're traveling is to take a deep breath, like this is not normal. This is a very unique season and it's not going to last for long. And this really is not a deposition on your parenting. This is just a small day in the life of a big world. Okay. Second thing is you want to prep. So for me, I would always prep where, where I had everything I needed, but not to over prep. Like I look at moms sometimes on planes and I'm like, did you bring your entire nursery with you? <laughs> Which just sounds great, but really what you want to do is think about what you need and you, the baby's going to want to sit with you. So how can you stay comfortable with that baby? I, I always brought Tylenol with me, even if they weren't sick, chewing toys, things that were frozen. Um, I would always bring those little, you know, just they're like, they, they melt in the kid's mouth, the little food. I would, I would go through the aisles of Target or Walmart and I would pick out things my kid had never seen, never experienced, and I would save them. So I knew that on a trip I'd pull them out and it was new. They had never sucked on, on this apple, uh, 
you know, this apple uh, cereal and they loved it. Um, and so I would prep that. And then what I would also do is really try to keep them awake until we got on the plane. And then if I was nursing, I would always nurse the baby on takeoff, or I would always give them a, a bottle on takeoff. Um, and I would, I, I always would make sure that the baby needed to, to, it was like, that, that movement, that kind of white noise on the airplane, I wanted to use to my advantage. So when I would get on a plane, I'd get everything ready, their favorite blanket, I'd get ready to nurse them, and I would wait until the plane was taking off, put their favorite blanket around them, and nurse them, give them a bottle, do something, hold them to a point where if I could get them to sleep, that was my saving grace, get them to sleep and let them sleep well. Even if you're landing somewhere, don't don't make the plane an opportunity for you to prep for, for where you're going. You just want peace in the car or on the plane. Another thing that I would do is I always made sure that I would break all my rules for parenting when I was traveling. And that sounds so weird, but what I mean is, if I was like, well, my kids only watch movies for an hour a day, or they only eat this, you know, they, they never have that, or they never play with that. Well, guess what? On a plane or traveling, my rules were broken. It was about getting through the trip. So relax. If your kids watch three hours of movies, then let them do that. They're just getting to a place and they are very anxious. They don't have the ability to know what a big picture is. They don't have an ability to know, oh, this is a three-hour flight, then we're going to get off, then we're going to go to a beautiful hotel, we'll be able to swim then. They have no idea how to process that. So realize that you're just minute by minute trying to meet their needs so that they can stay relaxed and no anxiety and allow them to enjoy. If they want to sit by the window, let them sit by the window. If they want to sit by their sibling, let them do that. Even recently, we were on our way to Europe with all four of our boys and the littlest, Beckham, who was three at that point, wanted to sit between his big brothers. Now, in my mind, I'm like, that's crazy. We're going we're going internationally and, and I need Beckham to sit next to me because I'm his mom and he's three. And then I had to go through my process. You know what? I can sit right next to him, but if he sits between his brothers, his anxiety goes down, he's excited, and this allows him to stay at peace. So really allowing that. Another thing I do is I take all the time I need. There is no rush. Guess what? If you want to get on the plane early and unpack and unload and get everything settled, take advantage of that. You don't have to get off the plane when everyone gets off the plane. You can sit still. You can let everyone pile off in all of their frenzy and you can sit with your children and then you know what? Now we'll get off the plane. Take your time. There is no rush. Now, I want to say something controversial and I'm sure you're going to be mad at me, but guess what? This is my podcast, so it means I get to say what I want to say and you can um, you can yell at your, your phone right now as I say this, okay? But I do also... Uh, I was an advocate to give my kids a little Benadryl or a little melatonin on our trips. That's not something I do all the time, but when they were little, I realized that they needed to sleep and sleep was the, the best way for them to stay uh, at peace without anxiety, without being over, overly stimulated. And so if I could get them to sleep, they would restore. And remember, sleep is the only thing that rids our minds of toxins. So it's really important that we get sleep. And so for me, I would I would give my kids a little Benadryl. Now I give them a little melatonin and it allows them to sleep deeper on the plane and allows them to wake up refreshed. 
but I will say this, practice that before you get on a plane. Don't give it to your kids on a plane and practice because sometimes it has the complete opposite effect. Uh, you know, I'll always look for places. There's playgrounds everywhere. You'll be shocked. The first thing we do when we get into any city or any hotel, we look for we look for playstations, places, because once travel, you're doing travel with your kids, they're anxious, they've been cooped up, they've been, they've been, you know, had iPads and phones and they've had books, but they're done. So look for somewhere where they can run around and they're not being monitored of don't touch that, come over here, please don't do that. They get to run. So we look for places like that. In most airports, there are playstations, places that kids can go play. Even uh, even in Disneyland, they have a mother's station when you're traveling where they have this little nursery. You can look in Disney World and Disneyland where if you're a nursing mom, they have this beautifully quiet place. It's tucked behind a little building and you can go in there and they have seats for you to nurse. They have changing stations. They even have women that are like dressed up like maids to help you. They're so cute. And you can sit quietly, let the, everybody run around and you can sit and be with your baby. So look for it. I any time I used to travel with my boys, I would look for places. I would I would survey the place I was going and look for places that my kids would enjoy before I got there. In fact, even there was a time last year where I was in a city and I knew if I had time, I'll take my kids here. Well, our plane was delayed. And so we took them to the Museum of Fun. And even though I knew it was gonna cost us money and probably cost me some of my honorarium to be there, I knew it was worth it. And we spent eight hours of our layover at this Museum of Fun playing with our kids so that when we got on the plane, they enjoyed their time. So again, you can do this. It's literally about four or five years of real intensity, depending on what your kid is like. And then after that, that's it. So you're just getting through. If you are traveling with toddlers, we love you. We're with you. You're gonna get through this no matter what kind of shaming you experience. Guess what? You get the joy of having this child in your life forever and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Have a great day. I'm so glad you listened. I know this is a little different for my, for my podcast, but you can always find me on social media as well as, do they even call it social media? It seems kind of like formal. I wanna say all the other things, but I'm trying to keep it short. You can also find me at truthtotable.com for lessons on mothering. I have four, I have 12 lessons on moms of men. You can check out that as well. Have a great day. See you later.